Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Outlaw Country Podcast. Uh, I'm Cole, and as always, I got Ben along here with me. Uh, today, we are just doing a uh, review of everything that's happened so far, uh, country music-wise, in 2020, going over, you know, our, at least our opinion of, you know, top albums, top EPs, top singles, and, like, emerging artists, top artists, and all other, all other things like that, so... Yeah, it's kind of our way of doing the ACMs or CMAs, but it's people who... It's the one that matters, yeah, people right? People that actually deserve them, I think. Yeah. Um, so kind of uh, giving a little background, uh, most of these, Ben and I were able to agree on, you know, what our like top 10 were for each category. Um, there is a little variation. So Ben and I will both give like our opinion as to why we kind of picked those. Um, but I think our top five for every category is the same. I yeah, think we, we got... tried to agree on on that just to make sure whoever's number one, we both agree on, and yeah. there's no real controversy. Yeah. So all five cat or all the categories, our top five are the same, but it's that six through ten part that's going to vary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of because you know, I mean, Ben and I do have very similar tastes in music, but it does vary just a little bit at times. So. Yeah. All right. I think we'll get started here. Um, we're going to start with our top albums of the year. Yeah. So top, top 10, top 10 albums. There was a lot to kind of choose from. I think this was, I wouldn't say it was the hardest category for us to decide, but it's just getting it down to the top 10 was difficult. Yeah. I, I think so too. There's a lot of music that dropped this year and we we weren't going to add like live albums or anything like that, like Cody Jinks, Red Rocks or nothing right. like that. This is brand new releases. So um, who did you have at your, at your number 10? So my number 10, I put it as Luke Combs, uh, What You See Ain't Always What You Get, Deluxe Edition. The reason I did that is it's a fantastic album. Um, and the Deluxe Edition does have six or five or six new songs on it, but I mean, other than that, it was the way I see it. It was an album from 2019, but it still deserves some recognition because of those five songs. Like I love the um, Cold As You. Um, that was a fantastic one. And then, he, of course, he has Six Feet Apart on there, which, you know, I, to be able to write a song like that about this crap of a year of 2020 and he makes it amazing and so i think it deserves some recognition that's why it fell at number 10 for me yeah at number 10 i had cutting grass volume two okay. simpson the new one that just dropped recently i i don't think this is as good as as volume one but it's definitely if this was another artist that put this put this album out it would definitely be kind of their album of the year um yeah i, I I'm a really big fan of Hobo Cartoon. I think that's an amazing song. He Love wrote that, that one. He wrote that with Merle Haggard. And um, I've been really getting into Welcome to Earth by him. Uh, you Can Have the Crown. I think there, it's, there's a lot of good songs that, yeah, he originally wrote, but putting that bluegrass twist on them, it does not feel forced. It feels like that's how the songs are supposed to sound. I think it's just a really good album. And the instrumentation in it is just phenomenal. He got some of the best uh, bluegrass uh, musicians around the world, and 
they they put it together two great albums i was very pleased with that and i i can't get enough of it i've been listening to that one like crazy um so you mentioned uh welcome to earth and uh like hobo cartoon and the other ones i think one of my favorites out there was grace for impact i don't know if you said that one or not no i i didn't but i i do like that one i was listening off some of them but yeah. yeah i've been listening to that one and then uh was it oh sarah yes that's a really good one off there and there it's it's not that long it's not as long as the first one but I think the quality is still is still there. It's a great right. great album. That's why it's in our top or my top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So number nine, I threw uh, Colby Cooper's uh, "Good Ones Never Last" uh, deluxe edition on there. I know it's another deluxe edition, but um, I think he deserves all the credit. He has done phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love just. I love his sound and what he does with his songs. They are uh, phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, he he made it on my top ten, but he is not. I'm not quite there. I'm, I'm my right. number nine, I have "The Country" by the Tennessee Jet. I think that that is a really good album. I, I love the title track where he says, "I miss you like the country they don't play on radio," and uh, I like "Stray Dogs" his cover of Poncho and Lefty. Oh, okay. See, I wanted to put um, the country on there, and I think specifically for Poncho and Lefty. I love the cover that he does because he has Cody Jinks with him, Paul Coffin, mm-hmm. and I forget who the lady is. Oh, Elizabeth something. I want to say I can't think of who it is, and I apologize for that. But they their cover of it is amazing. Yeah, it's it's really I I think that album kind of got swept under the rug a little bit i feel like not a lot of people were, were talking about it and it, it, you go back and listen to it it's a it's a quality album from top to bottom and he, i mean he the tennessee jet writes so much for cody jinx his, his i think isn't the raven and the dove on there as well yes yeah mm-hmm. so that's just it's 10 songs so it's not a very lengthy album but i like i said again the quality's there lyrically it's a really good album and Tennessee Jet is just an amazing musician. If you ever seen him perform live, he uh, oh, it's phenomenal seeing him live. Like he, um, I think when we saw him before Cody Jinks, he was up there with. He had just the um, harmonica strapped to him. He had his guitar, and then he had the little um, kick uh, drum. Kick drum. Thank yeah. you. Wow. And it's just it was a one man show, and it was incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, he's number nine on my list, the country. All right. uh, Go ahead with your number eight. My number eight is going to be a little repetitive, but I have The Good Ones Never Last by Colby Cooper. All right. Tell me why. Um, I think I was just so blown away at his age and his style of songwriting. I think he kind of falls under that umbrella of what's going on in Texas, kind of like the Parker McCollum's, the Co-Wetzel's, and Colby Cooper, I think – He's really establishing himself as one of those guys. And uh, one, one of my favorite songs on there is uh, uh, Diamond Rings and Cocaine. I love that one, yep. Um, I, I think I think that's a really good song. I think his, like I said, I think his songwriting is is just top-notch, especially for his age. Um, uh, Leave Me My Heart, I think, is another really good one on there. So I if you haven't heard that one, you go check it out. I know you like Tom Petty. A yes, lot, I love that one. So. I, there's just something about it. And then Wide Open is fantastic. Um, I totally agree. This one, I just struggle to find a spot on here for it. Um, 
like on my list. I definitely agree with you that it needs to be on there. Um, obviously, I had a number nine, but you had a eight and well, and it's it's seventeen songs. It's, yeah, it's a it's a long album. He mm-hmm. he does a great job. I think one of one of his um, songs I think gets overlooked a lot is uh, "Fall." I think that's a really good song by yes. him. So. Uh, I think the best is still yet to come from Colby Cooper. He's young and learning, and he, I'm excited for his future. Yeah. Um, I guess at number eight, um, I had uh, Mo Pitney eight. And looking back, and I think I know. I'm pretty sure you have it on your list, but you have it a little higher, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I love this one. Um, he has the one track on there with uh, Jamie Johnson, right? Uh, yeah. Music um, Man. Yeah. Oh, gosh, um, that's a great song. I think he released almost half of this as like singles ahead of time and it's incredible you got mattress on the floor Mm -hmm. um local honey um old home place is a good one old home place yes thank you um gosh there's just so many of them ain't bad for a good old boy yeah i think the first time i heard that was on an episode of the ranch i'm like um fumbling with my phone at the end to pull up shazam i'm like this is fantastic i need to know who it's from yeah um and then i think that kind of started me on listening to I, not like listening to him, but just listening to more of his stuff and what he has to offer. And I think he did phenomenal with this album and ain't looking back. Of course. Wow. Can't even think of the title track. That one is probably, I think probably one of my favorites off of there. And yeah, I, I mean, I remember freaking out when I saw Jamie Johnson was going to be a part of this record. Mm-hmm. So we haven't heard a lot of new stuff from him in a while. He's been featured on a couple things, but just good to hear his voice and, I, yeah, it's such a strong record overall. I mean, I we both have it on vinyl, and I, I don't ever skip a song on there. No, I'm I'm locked in on that on that record. It's, I agree. That's that's why I have it a, a little higher. I'm 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 always playing that album, but my number, um, you're on number seven, number right? Seven now, gosh, yeah. number seven. I have there, there. I think it was a big year for them. I have uh, three by Forty Nine Winchester. Okay, I know you've been. I told you pretty recently to start listening to them. Yes. I know you've been busy. I think this album will be on my, I don't have Spotify, but like kind of like the Spotify rap. Yes. The Apple music version. I think that'll be on there for me. I've been listening to it like crazy. Um, I, I he's, His voice, the lead singer of 49 Winchester, his voice, I've heard it described as like a raspier, almost like a raw Chris Stapleton. It, it's, it's so good. He can, he, he, He's got a really good range, and uh, some of the best songs on there, I think, are The Road Home, Hayes, Kansas, uh, It's a Shame. It's a Shame is a, is a little uh, – some people might not like it, and I think it's a little white trash. He kind of does that little Jimmy Rogers yodel in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think it's really cool. kind of shows off his vocals in a unique way. I think the writing is there. Um this is an album I didn't get in. It came out in October and I didn't get into it until about December. I saw a lot of people tweeting about it and I wanted to give these guys a chance. And I, I'm really glad I did. I think they're, they're on the come up. I think they're going to be huge here soon um, in, in the independent scene. So get aboard the bandwagon while you can. All right. Um, at my number seven, I threw uh brent cobb's uh keep them on their toes on there okay i really like this one um i think his songwriting in it is incredible um i mean you have the title track keep them on their toes i've talked about this numerous times so i won't i won't say too much about it but 
um i think it just it delivers such a great um kind of like little lesson you know like just trying to, um you know always keep people guessing you know mm-hmm. um it's kind of like don't be too predictable and you know do like do new things kind of stuff like that then you just have you know shut up and sing that was another single he released ahead of time yeah um the world is ending um he released that i think around may um and that made it on the album and it was like the absolutely like perfect time for it to be on there yeah or to be released and i think that is a really beautiful song and i'm just really impressed with what he did on this album um a little disappointed with the way the vinyls turned out for this album but i think um that doesn't take away from the fact that i think it's one of my favorites this year yeah it, it's definitely a good one yeah my my next one on my list i have um I, I won't go too in too much into detail since we just talked about it, but I have Ain't Looking Back by Mo Pitney. So you guys kind of heard, heard my opinion on that. I talked a lot about it already, but again, phenomenal album. Very pleased with it. And that was your number six, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So at my number six, I had to throw these guys on there. I put uh, Mike and the Moon Pies, their uh, Touch of You album, The Lost Songs of Gary Stewart. I think the way they paid tribute to Gary Stewart and also kind of made it their own um yeah. put their own touches on it is phenomenal so um is that a play on words there with touch of you no i didn't mean to say <laughs> it like that but it, hey it worked out um just like i love the song um smooth shot of whiskey um they have the they collaborate with the lead singer from midland on that mm-hmm. um and just like the two of them going back and forth you know comparing how shitty their lives are it's it's amazing um and then i just love like gold bar stool talking about um you know like a railroad guy would get like a watch and chain when they retire or something like that but he's like i've been sitting on a bar stool for like 20 some years where's like my gold bar stool for that yeah um and I, it's just yeah, they're they remind me so much of midland like kind of like the the independent midland with their with their real polished sound coming out of texas they mm-hmm. they kind of got that kind of more twangy sound in midland i say but they they yeah they're they're a phenomenal band i they they didn't make my top 10 but i i i can see why you like that album a lot yeah i really at the beginning of this year especially i really dug in and um fell in love with their music with uh you know steak night the prairie rose i got that on vinyl and i played that so much to the point where i think i know every single lyric in all the songs yeah and then they had the uh um album from uh what's the name of it um they had the one they recorded in london oh or not uh, london cheap silver and solid yes country cheap gold. silver and solid country gold thank you yeah that's a that's a really yeah. good album i love that song um then they had uh you look good in neon appeared on that album and that's yeah. probably one of my favorites by them well i mean they're just on a roll the last couple um projects they've released have yeah. just been phenomenal mm-hmm. i'm really waiting for the next one that comes out from them because i they have not disappointed me yet so yeah well we're finally into our top 10 or top five where we yes. both agree on everything so um we had sitting at number five we have black cats and crows by ward davis and this is one album i was just absolutely blown away by the songwriting the way it sounds, Ward Davis's voice, it, it, 
it's so good. It's it's classic Ward Davis, I think. It, it reminds me a lot of Asunder, his last EP he put out. I think Threads is is the I think that's the strongest song on there. It's a really yeah. sad, depressing song, but you got other songs that like he's got the fan favorite Get to Work Whiskey that was pretty popular before it was even released. Colorado, which was originally cut by Cody Jinx, written by Ward Davis. Um, I know you really liked P- Papa and Mama. I thought that was a cool one. Yeah. I think my favorite off there, and it kind of set the tone for the album, is Ain't Gonna Be Today. Yeah. Um, starting off with that one, that was a strong song for him to start off with on it. And then just everything after that is beautiful. Because mm-hmm. then it goes right into Black Cats and Crows and Threads. And I I can't say enough good things about it. Well, and it, it's, it's, it makes the album feel so much you can connect more with it. Because you know these are real life experiences that have happened to Ward Davis. And he's... Mm-hmm it's not something that that it's not fake you can tell this is this is him this is his album i know i like how he again uh added good and drunk from the asunder ep i think that's yes. a really strong song so and it, it's a longer album it's 14 songs um yeah I, I was very pleased with it black cats and crows was the first single he put out for the album and it that one got me so excited for it so yeah uh, right when I heard the first two singles of the song, I, I knew it was going to be a really kind of dark, sad album, but then that's, that's what we like. Mm-hmm. That's country music right there. Yeah. All right. So number four, we ended up with, uh, welcome to hard times by Charlie Crockett. Yeah. This one, I, it was tough when we got into the top five, figuring out where to put it. Yeah. Um, cause you can make so many cases for why this should be higher up there with, uh, I mean, starting with title track, Welcome to the Hard Times. You have Don't Cry. Painted Blue. Painted Blue. That's probably one of my favorites. Oh, that's, there. A, that's a really good one. Um, I, there's so many um, phenomenal songs on here. It's just. Well, I mean, to quote Charlie Crockett on our podcast with him, he says, I don't think there's a B side to this record. Exactly. And yes. He, he's, he's, he's right. There's, there is not a B side at all. I, you can listen to this song or this album all the way through and you, I, it's it's so good mm-hmm. um blackjack county county chain yeah that's a really good one i know that's a cover uh that he did but that's that's a really good song i like he puts really cool twists on on songs like or not twist but a unique sound he kind of did that on the valley with seven come eleven so i think you can definitely tell charlie is his own person he's, he's kind of got his own sound um don't cry is another great one by I him. I love that one. Yeah, I, that's the first one I heard off this album, and I was so pumped for it. And this was this was the album that really kind of got at least me into Charlie Crockett. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I hadn't really listened to him much, and then we heard this album, and we just kind of dove into it, and mm-hmm. and, it, and we're like, okay, we got to get this guy on the podcast. We got to talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he he is one unique guy, really interesting life, and you can kind of tell that in, in this, uh, in this album. And then he, it, he's kind of talked about how he's got, uh, some of these songs kind of sound like they'd be in a spaghetti Western, like, a uh, run horse run. I know he said that about Painted oh, I love Blue. That one. So yeah, it's, it's a great album. Tennessee special. I like Lily, my dear. That's a great one by him. Yeah. So Lily, my darling, Lily, my dear. Yeah. So that one rightfully so deserved to be in our top five yes that, that was 
we I think our top five was pretty set. We knew what we wanted in there. We just didn't know how to rank. Yes, them. exactly. We had the top five. It's just it was a whole debate of where each of them was going to fall. Yeah. And so continuing on, number three, we put Chris Stapleton starting over. Um, you go ahead. I, I think the, the title track starting over kind of kind of just summed up the whole album. It, it's it's he, he I, I kind of feel like he's saying he's starting over getting like I said before, I think in our last podcast, he's getting rid of kind of from the from a room um, albums. And this is kind of his his chance to go back to kind of what he did during the Traveler album. I think it it's a, it was a great single to put out. I think it's the one of the most radio friendly friendlier songs on the album. It's got a clean sound to it. His um I think his wife's in on it too and uh singing with him on there and it it's just got a really good sound to it. I think top to bottom again like these past two albums we just talked about are you can they're they're so good you can just listen to it from beginning to end yeah no reason to skip any song they all Mm -hmm. they all tell a different story but it's all like something you can relate to um i think i think uh like you said they tell different stories i think chris stapleton does a really good job of telling unique different stories compared to maybe some some artists i think he can like like I said um, before, uh, Watch You Burn. I mean, n- not a lot of people would think to write a song about a, a mass shooting like that, like yeah. a tragedy that happened. And Stapleton did a great job. I feel like honored those people well and made a really good song out of it. Or like we said, Maggie's song yeah. about the death of his dog. I mean, a lot of artists don't, I feel like that's kind of t- tough to do to take a idea like that and put it into a, put it into a song. I think no matter who you are, there's at least going to be one song on here that they like you can relate to. And I think that's what makes it such a, a great album mm-hmm. is, you know, no matter who you are, what you listen to, like, if you sat down and listen to these, you're going to be able to at least relate to one of these songs. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the most relatable song for a wide majority of people probably would have been Maggie's song. Yeah. Cause everyone, I mean, it doesn't even have to be about a dog. Like everyone's had that probably that one animal that they've had in their life, like cat or dog. Yeah um that you know it's like it's just they became so much a part of the family that it was so hard to lose them and yeah. i think you know it just everyone has that chance to relate to some part of this album and i think that's incredible and what he did with that is amazing yeah so i, I this, this like i said again this was so hard to rank but our number two we have cutting grass volume one by sergio simpson the butcher shop sessions this that was a big surprise when when this album dropped, and it was, I, I'm it was blowing up. People were talking about it, and I loved how Sturgill said when he dropped Volume Two, he kind of said like, I, I don't need to market this this album. I don't need to put put uh, singles out to get the yeah. buzz going. It's it's the music's going to speak for itself, and it, it did. I, I don't yeah, mind. He had like a whole post about it, uh, about like his albums and everything, um, because there was like a picture like his album was like number 127 um and then it had like taylor swift and a couple other people up there at like one two and three and he's like i don't care about this he's like the whole thing that's like messed up with it is you know i did this just the album came out like you know, there's there's no singles attached to it um he just wanted to put the album out there but then they don't count for the sales of any of the vinyls until they actually come out in um april Oh, really? So 
Yeah, so all the pre-orders that he gets for those won't count until you get your vinyl in April. Okay. And so it's like, you know, he's making all these sales off it, but they don't count for anything now. And that's why his album, like, was so far down the list. Well, that was volume 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 one was pretty high on the charts when that came out. There was so much buzz. Like I said, I don't mind is is such a good single or not single, but song off the record. Um, And both these albums, the the bluegrass sound fits so well with, with every song on the album. It's, it's a longer album though. Volume one is it's, isn't it like 20, 20 songs? Oh, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. 20 songs and it's a total of 55 minutes. Yeah. And, and we, we just got those pretty recently, the vinyls and yes, it's they're they're awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. Turtles all the way down was one, probably one of his biggest songs. Cover made that a bluegrass cover, and it it works really really well. Um, Long white line, another popular one by him that a lot of people um, like. He he made he made that sound. There it sounds like it belongs as a bluegrass song. I but I, I think the strongest song is I don't mind. Yep, I was I, waiting for you to mention that that's, one. That's that's the strongest one by far. I mean I. You, you can't say anything bad about this album. I, The fact that he did 20 songs on it, it's amazing. I know a lot of them are covers of previous songs he had done. I think almost all of them are. Yeah, but, I mean, they're all, like, new twists on them. Because, like... I they know those, sound like they're new songs. Yes, because Life Ain't Fair and the World is Mean. Mm-hmm. Um, There's quite a few new lyrics in that song. Well, and he did that with uh, You Can Have the Crown on the first one. Mm-hmm. Or on our... And on the second version he made, the bluegrass version, yeah. he was like, um, he didn't say he's trying to figure out what the hell rhymes with Bronco. He kind of changes the record or the the lyrics, and he says, "Thank God I got out of my record deal." And on the on the first one, he's on the original version, he's saying like, "Boy, if I could just get me a record deal." So mm-hmm. a little, little twist, and I, I like that. I know Sturgill does not like performing. You can have the crown though. Mm-hmm. He he's sick of that song. Um. All right. We're so at number one. Number one. Our album of the year. What do you want to go? Goes to. <laughs> we have Western Swing and Waltzes by Coulter Wall. Yeah. Uh, this album, we were so, it was so highly anticipated by, by a lot of people, but I think by us, we were, we were so excited when he put out just the Western Swing and Waltzes single and just, uh, just hearing that kind of upbeat sound that he was going with got us really excited for, for, for what he was putting together. Um, you could, he kind of made it like, uh, these cowboy songs, these old Western songs and mm-hmm. kind of made them his. And I think the album through and through is the strongest album of the year. I, I was really firm on this had to be number one. I, yeah. I, loved that was, a, I mean, we said we had our top five set. Ben was, dead determined that number one would be uh Coulter wall so i kind of let him have that one i agree with him that it is probably one of the best of the year i just had a few little maybe um reasons why another one should have been up there but i mean you got songs on there like uh big iron and cow poke and he just does a beautiful job with those yeah and he's got um uh diamond joe with that's vincent, the one with vincent, vincent emerson yeah. yep i think those, their voices play off each other really well um I really like Hula Hands at the Holiday Inn, Cowpoke. Cowpoke was such a, I remember he was on Western AF uh, performing that, and that was kind of a unreleased fan favorite for a while. And to see that kind of get released, I, I really like, I really like that. His um, 
Talking Prairie Boy. That's a good one. It's a funny song, <laughs> and normally I wouldn't be a big fan of that, but that that's a the storytelling he does in that's funny, unique, and different. I think uh, I I just think it's a shorter album, but it is not lacking quality at all. Mm-hmm. Coulter's voice sounds great in it. I think he keeps doing stuff like this. He's gonna he's gonna break through and. Like, remember they were trying to get Big Iron on the radio? Yeah, like, there was a push to get that on the radio. A guy like Coulter Wall should not be on the radio. No, Not dogging him or anything, but you, you have to be so talented to have his sound and, and kind of get get a little radio play. So, I mean, it, it's a great album. Yeah. I think you've summed it up beautifully. Um, I think we're going to go in now to – we did another category for top EPs of the year. Uh, so we did a top ten again. Um, I think our six or ten again varies a little bit. No, I think we're the same on this one. Um, are we the same? Okay, yeah, I think we did um, agree on a top ten for these. Um, I think maybe some of them were more I pushed for them or you pushed for them. But yeah. um, going in, we'll start right away with number ten. I wanted to put the Unrighteous Brothers, the Unchained Melody, and the You've Lost That Loving Feeling on there. I think those are two incredible songs um, that Paul Coffin and Orville Peck did. Um, I was really pleased with them. I haven't given given it much listen. I know you're you're a big Paul Coffin. I guy. love Paul Coffin, and I will always give anything he puts out a chance. And I think they did an awesome job with these two. I think their voices complement each other beautifully in the song, um, and just like the instrumental in it and everything about it is amazing. And so that's why I kind of want to throw it in there at number 10. I know it was only two songs. So it wasn't like really a full EP, mm-hmm. but I stand by that. It should be on here. Well, I don't have too much to say about it. Like I said, I haven't given it much listen, but coming in at number nine, we had Curtis Grimes acoustic collection. Um, I really liked cowboy constitution off that song. I think he does a good job of a, uh, kind of explaining what it's like to be from Texas and being a cowboy like he is. So I think he, he does a good job kind of stripping these songs down and um, making it a, a really good acoustic song. I think he's got such a strong voice. Seeing him in concert, you can see how talented he really is. And I think this EP does a good job of showing that from him. Yeah. I loved uh, when he did the uh, Still a Little Country Left acoustic and the uh, uh, from where I'm standing acoustic. I think those were really well done. Mm-hmm. And so I was really happy with this one as well. Yeah, I, I think Curtis is, he, he's he's pretty established in Texas. And I think he's he's slowly growing outside of Texas. And we're, we sure love him up here playing at Bucks every once in a while. Yeah. So it was really good seeing him earlier this year. Yeah. Um, all right. So coming in, number eight, we had uh, Park McCollum's uh, Hollywood Gold. This, um, this came out on the day of Sturgill, Shelby, Shelby Lowe's. Um, so it kind of got, it kind of got sh- overlooked a little bit. Yeah. Um, say we didn't really listen to it that much at the time. Cause you know, we were a little more focused on the fact that uh, Shelby Lee Lowe released his anticipated uh, EP. And then just the fact that you had the 20 song surprise album from Sturgill. It was like, and also three of these six songs from Parker McCollum were already released as singles. We had young man's blues, like a cowboy and pretty heart, which I think are probably the three best songs off of the EP. Correct. Which, which they're all really good. And this is a great, great EP. That's why it made, made our top 10. I'm, I'm a really big fan of a, like a cowboy. I think that's a, that's a great song Mm -hmm. by him. It really shows off how he can 
like belt songs out. It really shows off his vocals. Um, so Parker's younger, but he he's recently got signed to a Nashville label. And I think, like I said, with Colby Cooper, the best is yet to come from, from him. So Agreed. I'm excited for his future and hopefully get a full length album from him in 2021. Yeah. Um, so number seven, we threw Colby Cooper on there as well with volume two. Yeah. Um, and just, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, I, I think he's awesome and what he's doing, it's, it's going to last, it's going to work. Um, and he's going to do great things. He's he's got his, they've got their own little kind of sound brewing down there in Texas with that rocks country thing they got mm-hmm. going i think he, he but he also does a good job of still kind of having that country sound i like how he ended the ep with cannonball i yeah. think that's a that's a great song i think for his age i i'm i can't believe his his songwriting ability i think um i know him and like pecos were touring together mm-hmm. this year they came to omaha yeah and i think what they what those guys are doing it's it's catching on fast i mean co's blowing up Parker's getting bigger. So this EP, two words, one night stand. What have I got to lose if I still had it? Cannonball. Those, I'd say probably out of those five songs, four of them, I'm not too big on what have I got to lose, but those four of them, other four, are probably my four favorite Colby Cooper songs. I love two words. Yeah. I mean, they're those one night stand is it's a really good play on words mm-hmm. by him. So yeah. Um, they're fun songs most of his songs are really fun and upbeat and for a younger crowd i i haven't seen him live but i heard it i've heard it's a good time yeah and i just love you know i like supporting those young ones that are trying to make it mm-hmm. he's the same age as you correct i might be a year older yeah but he's real close to my age um i like supporting these younger ones because they're the ones that you know they're going to be around and they can they can turn the way things have been going. Yeah, they're carrying the torch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, hey, Colby Cooper, if you're listening, um, restock that store of your sweatshirts because I want to buy one of those. Oh, those Nike sweat. Yeah, I Nike. got a Nike Colby Cooper Nike sweatshirt. He's got in his store. Those things are yeah. comfy. Um, all right, you want to tell them what the next one is? Yeah, uh, our next one is "While You're Gone." Um, that made it into our top ten. Uh, what what did you think about that, Cole? Yeah, so While You're Gone um, was the EP from Drew Parker this year, and I am really happy with it. Um, I love the title track of While You're Gone. I think that's awesome. He's talking about how he's just going to be sitting there drinking beer until she kind of, you know, figures her stuff out and comes back. And he, Drew Parker, um, he, he works a lot with Luke Combs. I think I know we I was going to go see him this year before Corona hit. He was going to open for Luke, and mm-hmm. I was excited to see him. I think he's hanging around the right guys and staying true to that classic country sound while still being radio friendly. Kind of reminds me almost like a Justin Moore or something. Uh, I think he's he's due up to to have a big big twenty twenty one if he puts something out. Or um, I'm I'm excited to see where he's going. Yeah, I I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, lyrically with these songs on there um i love the story behind like i was lying and um i guess not like the story behind it but like the story in the song yeah. is amazing um and then i think while you're gone and hell yeah say when i'm in yeah. I, those two were released previously but i believe 
all these other ones are new on there. And I think he did really a really um, great job with all of them. I agree. Coming in at, what is this? Are we at number five? We're at n- number five now. We have uh, Leanna by Randall King. Yes. I'm yep. really happy with this one. I mean, it's a smaller EP, um, but I think it is very well done. It's only got four songs, and he did release two of them ahead of time um, with Taking It As It Comes and uh, Hey Moon, but I think it's a beautiful story when you put all four of them together. Yeah. Um Around Forever has kind of been the fan favorite, I think, so yeah. far. I he's done really good like with, with that song. I like the lyric, Life spins like a haggard record. It goes from good to bad to better. I, I've seen a lot of people kind of tweet those lyrics out. And I think he's he's been doing he's had such a great year. I think Randall King's really established himself as one of the elites in Texas. I know Garth Brooks has even shouted out Randall King. I think he he is he's just gonna get big he's I, I could see him becoming almost like um cody johnson getting on one of those nashville labels and uh, maybe he is i i think he might be i'm not sure but uh hearing a lot more randall king on the radio hopefully soon in in other places than just texas he this ep um was highly anticipated and just snuck in before 2020 yeah. ended mm-hmm. i really like it um I think we talked about this one quite a bit um, on our last podcast. So yeah. I don't want to say too much more because it'll kind of be a little repetitive from the last one. So if you want to hear more of our thoughts, go ahead, check out the last one. Um, we talked about that one a bit more um, in there. But continuing on with the list, number four, uh, we did Riley Green, If It Wasn't For Trucks. I really like this one. Yes, it's um, so strong. I think it it had more potential. And I think the thing, the reason oh. I would say that is because kind of the same thing with Parker McCollum. A lot of the songs he had already like released versions of. Yeah. Um, so he earlier in the year he released the I believe it was the Valley Road Acoustic Sessions, mm-hmm. um, where he had if it wasn't for trucks acoustic and um, better than me acoustic songs, uh, and so then on the if it wasn't for trucks he went through and did two new versions of those which are done very well not saying there's anything wrong with those i love how he brings in the lead singer of alabama and better, yeah and better than me um but i just you know he has a tendency to kind of do several covers or versions of each song i think he now has like four three or four different versions of i wish grandpa's never died on spotify yeah i i think we need to he He's he's been around long enough where he needs to put out an album. I'm fine if you release a single or two, but he needs to put out a full length album that is a new new song. Yeah, because he has the material. Oh, there, his songs lyrically are really good. He gets dogged a lot for it being quote unquote checklisty. I I don't see that at all. I think I don't see it as much with him no. as like some other artists. I won't mm-hmm. go in anything about that, but I think. His may hit a few things on a checklist, but he does a great job. You it know, feels like, real. Yeah, it's genuine. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, got to say the word tractor, got to say the word truck. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's a genuine like story or feeling about like a truck or a tractor. I, I think a fun one that he had to start off the EP is Jesus and Wranglers. I do love that one. I think that's, that's probably my favorites off there. Yeah. Or, uh, and then um, if it wasn't for trucks is, is a fan favorite that was popular before it was even um, released on any version. So I, this is a strong, if, if you, if you've never heard any of these versions by Riley Green and you just listened to this EP, I think you'd be very impressed by it. it. We've kind of dogged on them a little bit, but this EP as a whole, these five songs are very good, strong yes. songs. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't wear boots is a great one by him. Um, kind of talking about he he wouldn't he doesn't know what kind of man he'd be or what he'd be doing if he wasn't kind of a country or cowboy type wearing boots. So um, check this EP out. I think the EP itself is very strong one of the best this year to drop yes absolutely i just you know i decided to say i wish we could see more new material from him yeah because i I think you know the more material they release like you can see them like maturing and you know you know progressing with their music you know mm -hmm. and it's developing more and that's kind of what i want to see from him because like you can see it in the songs that he does have you know potential to grow even more but at the same time like you want to see more new stuff yeah um but well that's all i have to say um we'll keep on going at number three we have in the works by robert henry and i think i'll let you talk about this because you Mm -hmm. i i robert henry's got such a classic old school outlaw country sound i think in the works is such a good ep it's it's criminal it's it's criminally underrated how good it is i I, I can't get enough of it. I listen to it constantly when I'm driving around. Um, I'm really big fan of Canadian Border by uh, Robert Henry. I think that's a fun song by him. Uh, Storm the Gate. I really like kind of kind of the throwing, story of that one. Yeah, throwing shade at Nashville, kind of only putting on the radio what what's radio friendly or what the labels think will sell. And he's saying that he's got to get these songs past the gatekeeper and get his songs on the radio and he said screw it let's storm the gate yeah and dark side is is a real, another good one i know you like that one and i i don't think there's one bad thing that i have to say about any of these songs and we yeah we, we enjoyed having robert on the podcast yeah we, he also he also did a single uh take me with uh georgetta jones the daughter of uh, uh george jones that that's a good song but i i think that wasn't on this ep but this ep itself six songs in the works is another great one off there um kind of talking about how this is he kind of talks about how because of quarantine he's he's spitting this ep out while the full length album is in the works yeah and so i'm excited to hear this this album he's got for us i think it's going to be great i think robert henry is probably one of the most underrated artists in country music right now Mm -hmm. all right continuing on number uh, two, I believe, right? Yeah. Number two, we have Shelby Lee Lowe uh, with his EP, Something in Me. Yes. I love this EP. I love Shelby. I think he is a phenomenal artist and he is only getting better with mm-hmm. um, all the stuff he releases. I mean, I think we talked about it. Like you see how much he is progressing as a songwriter yeah. and just how much more mature he is in his songs. And I... Of these three, I can't say like which one's my favorite because you listen to each one and it's like 
Okay, this one's my favorite. Then your next one. No, this one's up there. They're all tied for one for me. Yeah, I, no, nothing against his um, album from 2016, but I think he has progressed so much from then. But I, I love history. I love Honky Tonk Race. There's a bunch of great songs on there. Mm-hmm. But if you look at this EP and then his Joy Juice number two pack, that those two songs he's released off there, these these songs are just you can just see the growth and mm-hmm. i think he's he, he's due up to be um having a big 2021 if he decides to put out some music we're always looking forward to it and we enjoyed having him on the podcast he played us an unreleased song that we're supposedly supposed to hear pretty soon he did i believe he did say he was planning on recording it himself so fingers crossed that he does record it himself and release it because that's gonna be a hit in yeah. my opinion and so check out something in me I, I i think something in me the title track is probably my favorite one yeah so but, you got could have fooled me something in me and you're not gone mm-hmm. they're all phenomenal songs yeah um, so i and i think the album cover the art on the ep is really cool so we we both got a, that that signed uh, hanging in our room so that's from, from shelby so that's yes. pretty cool and I, okay you mentioned the artwork. I think the top two, uh, our top two in the EPs, those are my favorite, two of my favorite art, um, like yeah. album art of this year. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Robert Henry's too. The old. Well, okay, so top three. Yeah, yes, yeah old, I agree with that. Old uh, John Deere combine. Yes, like I love Inside that of it. So, yeah. yeah number That kind of reveals our number one um, is Quiet Heavy Dreams by Zach Bryan. And this freaking blew me away when I heard it. I, I this... This was really no contest when we were coming up with EPs. We both kind of yeah. said Zach Bryan, number one. The songwriting in it, the execution of um, the songs itself, it's well, amazing. And they did such a good job of cleaning up that Zach Bryan sound, but still leaving enough rawness. To, you you still yes. know it's Zach Bryan, but they you can tell there's a little more production behind it, which is fine. I, I think they, they did just enough to keep it I think he needs that little bit of extra production to get to the next level. Yeah, and I, I, I think maybe that rawness could have, could scare off some some listeners that maybe aren't used to that Zach mm-hmm. Bryan sound. I, I, I love how he's still making these songs with his friend. You can kind of hear him in a crooked teeth. teeth. Yep, and he, he's doing this as kind of a side hustle. He's in the military and he's putting out, in our opinion, the best EP of the year. Mm-hmm. I. He is so young, so talented, and his songwriting is unbelievable for for his age. It 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 only gets better from here, I think, for him. Yeah. He's he's got r- probably some crazy life experiences that he's able to turn into amazing songs that people can connect to. And he's so talented, whether it's songwriting, playing the guitar, harmonica, he, he does it all. He's so good. Yeah. So I mean, that rounds out our top EPs. Um, so I think for our singles, um, we kind of have, we got to explain our singles member. Yeah. So what we did for these, um, we kind of chose the ones that came out, um, before the albums, like they're the ones that were like leading up to the album. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they had to be put out before the album. So like, I know I don't mind by Sturgill. I was getting pushed for like as a single now. Yeah. I mean, Sturgill doesn't really send much to radio, but like, that's kind of like the lead song of that album. You mm-hmm. technically say the single, but our criteria had to be, you had to put out 
the song individually yeah, before the album mm-hmm. had came out. So that was our criteria. So if we're missing something like that. That could be the reason. Uh, so yeah. This is just our opinion. Yeah. I guys. say we just kind of just go kind of list, um, list them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think we've hit on quite a few of these already. Yes. So um, yeah. at number and 10, number 10, we have Poncho and Lefty um, by um, Tennessee Jet. It's off his country album, and that's the one where he had Paul Cawthon, uh, Cody Jinks. Yeah, he said that he wanted to add extra, like more people into that songs. He knew it would never top the Merle and Willie version, but having those like multiple people in the song kind of felt like you were getting stories from different different perspectives with those different uh, voices in there. So that that was a great song. I think one of the best songs off the country album. Number nine, we have River Road Dream by Curtis Grimes. That kind of uh, almost had an Alan Jackson feel to it, um, I, I think, uh, kind of talking about how they've, um, the guys singing and his wife in the song, um, I've always been dreaming about getting a house down by the river. So Curtis Grimes does a good job of capturing kind of that family's dream and um, what, what they've always hoped for. So I, I love it. It's kind of got a classic 90s feel, kind of like, like I said, an Alan Jackson feel um, with it. So I was really, really happy with that song and hearing it live from um, Curtis was phenomenal. So that was pretty easy to throw on the list for me. I'm, I'm real happy with it. Yeah. And just really quickly to backtrack for number 10, because I want to make sure we give them credit as well. So with Poncho and Lefty is Tennessee Jets cover of it. Um, and he had Cody Jinks, Paul Cawthon, and then is Elizabeth Cook. Okay. I had the first name right earlier. I just could not for the life of me remember the last name. Um, but I wanted to make sure we got her on there as well and, you know, gave her credit for being in there. Because she sounds really good. Yes, she does a phenomenal job in it. And so I just want to make sure we got her on there. But so, yeah, number nine then was River Road Dream by Curtis Grimes. I want to get what's your opinion on that. I talked a lot about it already. I really liked it. Um I can't say I've listened to it like a ton, but I do think it is a very strong song. Okay. Um, but then kind of continuing on at number eight, we put country and Western um, from Co Wetzel released this as a single before the sellout album. Yeah. Um, really love the artwork for it. First of all. Um, but I just think it's an incredible song. Um, kind of about him just losing his mind. It's he, a fun like party. It, it yeah. almost isn't country it's almost just i know he calls himself texas rock a lot yes i you can hear the rock in it a little yeah. bit and it it's it's a fun song upbeat and it's definitely one of the stronger songs from the sellout album i think yeah it check that one out uh, it'll it, it's fun yeah and then we have coming in at number was that number seven number seven we have Tough by Tom O'Connor. I know this was, you pushed for this song to be on there. I honestly kind of wanted it a little higher, but there are some better ones, or I wouldn't say better, uh, maybe more qualified ones. Um, the reason for Tough being on there, I think it's an amazing like um, message that's being sent out with it. Um, it's like whatever happened to like all these tough people that like we used to all be like so tough. Now it's, you get an award, a participation award and just like everyone's kind of, you know, complains about poor me, poor me and like all these different things. And he's just like, you know, whatever happened, uh, like getting knocked off your horse and like getting back up. Yeah. Um, 
you don't see that a lot anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just kind of calling people out on it. And I think it's an amazing message of, you know, like kind of, we need to get back to this, you know, tougher, like mentality. Yeah. And Tom O'Connor has been on a roll releasing very good singles. Yeah. He's gone. He's another one that kind of mixes the, um the rock and the country together like bootleg bootleg yeah bootleg and tough are more on the rock side of things but then he has mr perfect Mm -hmm. and um kill a bottle that he's released this year as well yeah and those i'd say more fall on like the sadder country side of things which but he does such a great job of blending them all together it's amazing yeah i i think he he's had a really good year uh, so for number six, um, I don't want to say too much about this one. We talked about it earlier, um, but uh, number six, we have Threads from um, Ward Davis off the Black Cats and Crows album. He released this a couple weeks before the album came out. Mm-hmm. and It's just a sad, gut-wrenching song that yeah. he just does a good job kind of painting the picture. Um, we, we've talk, uh, talked about it a little bit already, so I won't go too further, too much further into it, but I uh, I think it's the strongest song on the album. Yeah. Um, coming up next, we had at um, number five, we didn't have much. Uh, this is a song released by Justin Moore. Mm-hmm. He like literally like is like, hey guys, I'm releasing this song at midnight about yeah, like, the it, night before. I don't think it's anything with an album. I think it's a, he said for a while, it's been a fan favorite. Yeah. And it, it's just a damn good song. He, he does such a good job of staying his classic country roots and but putting out radio friendly stuff and uh he just does a good job of kind of painting a picture of what it's like kind of growing up in the country maybe struggling a little bit but he, he didn't really realize it growing up until he's looking back that they didn't really have much was, i think the beginning of it just kind of took me back to where it starts off with tonka trucks and gi joes yeah like i remember playing with that stuff as a kid like yes. i'm like oh man i remember all of that Mm-hmm. um so i really like this one and it you're exactly right like you kind of looking back like you didn't have much but it's like hey look how i like kind of like, turned out like it's just a, a nice genuine song i think that he does i can see why it's fan favorite it mm-hmm. i i've listened to that song a lot lately yeah all right you got number four number four arkansas by chris stapleton i think that song is absolutely phenomenal uh, like it's another kind of southern rock sounding song um, I, I saw a meme the other day. It's from, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'll just stay here and meme. He, he makes a bunch of country okay. ones. And as a guy, he it was like a speedometer on his car. And it was like at a hundred miles an hour. And it had the opening lyrics to Arkansas on it. Cause I mean, when you hear that song, it just gets your blood pumping and you want to just like, just go. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a fun, upbeat song. And it, it just shows off how good Chris Stapleton is, no matter what type of music he's playing. I think that's kind of why we picked it over the other two is because it can show like his range and stuff um like shows that he does have the countryside he has a rock side and I like you summed up perfectly with you hear it you just want to go yeah you just want to gun it it's a fun song you throw that song on and you just want to have a good time and it I I love it. it when I heard that song I was so excited for the for the album it like starting over i'm like this is a great song but arkansas i'm like damn what are we getting into with this album it's gonna be fun Mm -hmm. all right so coming into number three we have 
Hell of a View by Eric Church. This is off the blue album, whatever you want to call it, that he's released so far. Yeah, I guess the album hasn't really been out yet, but we have the singles. Yes. So this we can, you know, classify as a single because, mm-hmm. you know, it is released by itself. Yeah, we don't have the album yet or albums. We don't know. Hey, you never know. We don't know. The next thing you know, it's going to be a green one and everyone's going to say their opinion again of what's going to happen. But um, I really love this one. Um, I think it's one of the better ones that he has released this year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't don't let that take anything away from the other ones. They're all phenomenal. Crazy think, Land's another great yes, one. Yes, Crazy Land, uh, Doing Life with Me and Through My Ravens. They're all fantastic in their own way. But I think we kind of try to pick just one from each artist. Yeah. Well, and um, this this kind of feels like he's throwing it back to classic Eric. Church. Yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like I mean, it, you can make a argument that like you can throw you know three of his songs on there but then it just kind of takes away from highlighting all these other artists and mm-hmm. everything so i think we chose doing Li- or not doing life with me a uh, hell of a view as our top single that he's released so far yeah I, it's it's a good one I'm, I'm really pleased with it and excited to see what we're going to get from eric church next mm-hmm. year well coming in number two i push for this one i think it's Really, you didn't have, have to push for it. You didn't well, have to push for it. Watch the world <laughs> die by Cody Jinks. I think he does a great job of, um, not to be like a Debbie Downer, but I think a lot of people kind of had all these hopeful songs with with quarantine stuff, and <laughs> Cody Jinks just kind of flipped it and said, "No, we're making a sad, like dark song with Watch the World Die." And I think his voice does such a good job to kind of make that dark mood in the song and. I, it's just such a cool song and it was just kind of a little quarantine project that he put out and um i was i was really pleased with, pleased with it i mean everyone was kind of talking about six feet apart by luke combs and i'm over here like no watch the world die this is the quarantine song we need to need to be listening to so what what did you have to say about it i really liked it um like it's it was totally a different take like you said um you know you had everyone like you know, thinking, hey, good times ahead, good times ahead. Like, we just got to get through this. And um, Curry Jinks is like, no, nah, we're, we're making love and, you know, watching the world die. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I just thought that was totally different take, but I loved it. Oh, he's a, Cody Jinks is a bold artist. He's, yes. I mean, putting out two albums in two weeks, he's he's going to put, put out what he wants, and he's definitely shown that. Yeah. All right, so number one. Our number one single of the year, we have decided on Don't Cry by Charlie Crockett. Yes, I, I think that was a pretty easy one for us to pick. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, the sound of it is what got me, I think. Um, I love uh, Charlie Crockett's, you know, his sound is unique to him. And I, I, there's no other like way you can describe it, really. Mm-hmm. It's unique to him. And... It's just the lyrics just add to it, I guess. I mean, I think it's such a cool opening uh, line. He's like, when the geese fly south for that winter, I wonder how far down they go. Well, I can tell you no matter that distance, just like me, girl, they're always coming back home. Yeah. Because he says leaving is my business. He's in, he's a musician. He's always mm-hmm. on the road touring to make, make his money. And um, I think a lot of artists do kind of write these songs about how they're away from home always away from their loved ones kind of traveling but i think this song just goes above and beyond those others and really sticks out on kind of the life that he lives and 
how he kind of struggles and how his loved ones miss him. And he's think, saying, don't, don't cry. I think like, um, he's like, no, honey, don't cry while you're all alone. He's like, I can't stand it. Believing is my business because I love you. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he knows this is what he is good at. Like, mm-hmm. this is his career. Like, this is what he will do for like the rest of his life. Cause it's what he's good at. Yeah. And like, he's doing it for her, like, you know, trying to help like provide to make the life that like is best for her or something like that. That's kind of what I take away from it. He's mm-hmm. like, I know it's like, it kills me just as much as it kills you, but he's like, it's like, I'm doing it cause I love you. Yeah. And he, he can, he's so good. I like, he adds a lot of piano in his songs, yes. especially on this album. And I, I think that is a really cool sound. And so, yeah, I think you could have picked a, picked a lot of, uh the singles from the from this album i could have made it in our top mm-hmm. 10 but I, I i think this was probably the strongest one right all right so that sums up our top singles of the year now the last two categories we have are we did a top five emerging artists of the year and top artists of the year mm-hmm. um so kind of for emerging artists um we try to pick artists that you know not necessarily had like a I mean, they had big years for the, like themselves, um, but they're kind of on the newer side of things. Yeah, they're still and they're, trying to establish themselves yeah. as a, mm-hmm. as a as an elite or big time artist. Yeah. So, coming in at number five, even though he he only put out really one single this year, I think that his album from the year before really got big this year is Vincent Neil Emerson with his. Fried Chicken and Evil Women, and then his Roadrunner single that he put out with Coulter Wall. Yeah. I think he, he, uh, I know this has been a tough time for him with quarantine and everything. Um, I, I know he's had to kind of step away from music, but I think he's had one big year um, with, with the popularity of Fried Chicken and Evil Woman, and then his uh, Roadrunner single. I know he's been in the re- studio recording, so we can expect to see some new music coming from him. I think the, his unique voice, his kind of fun songwriting he has, um, he's, he's, he's due up for an, another good year, I think, with, when this album comes out. But this year, um, I love this 7 Come 11 from Fried Chicken, Evil Woman, um, 25 and Wasting Time. I think um, more people are starting to, to realize who he is and uh, the quality of music he makes. I've heard him from many other music critics say he's, one of the most underrated artists in country music right now. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned his um, single that he released this year, Roadrunner. But then, of course, he also had the appearance on Coulter Wall's album, yeah. Diamond Joe, mm-hmm. um, which I think that song, uh, he played into it really well. And I think something like that will help him along the way. Yeah, he, I think he played a big part in that song. And I will, I will argue with anyone, that's one of the best songs on, on Coulter Wall's album. Yeah. So really happy really happy that he's he's having a good year and hopefully it carries into 2021 yeah so at number four um we decided to go with drew parker um specifically because of his album uh we're not album ep while you're gone Mm -hmm. um he beforehand had released the singles uh while you're gone and um hell yeah say when i'm in and those did phenomenal and they did really well um and I think he just built off that with this EP. Um, and I um, kind of like you were saying earlier, like you see him being like a Cody Johnson type, 
Yeah. Um, I can really see. Oh, him. I said that about Randall King, but I could see that with him though too. Right. Okay. Sorry, my bad. I knew you said about one of them. I could not yeah. remember who though. But I mean, Drew Parker works a lot with Luke Combs. So or, I think yes, Luke Combs. He's like, surrounding he, himself with the right yes. people to be successful. That's it. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, he's he's got himself working with the right people, and I think it's setting him up very well to have a very mm-hmm. solid career. And he he doesn't. I don't think he s- strays away from um, classic country. Um, he's not just one of those guys like Dustin Lynch that just wears a cowboy hat to say he's country. Mm-hmm. You listen to Drew Parker's uh, music, and you know that that guy's country. Um, sorry, I had to take a shot at Dustin Lynch. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fine with me. Um, at number three, we decided to go with um, Mo Pitney. Yeah, I think releasing his you know his sophomore album this year, um, he is doing really well for himself. I think having someone on there like Jamie Johnson, um, yeah, just attaching that name to it. Yeah, is... seeing Jamie Johnson looks at that that guy and says, "I I want to be a part of that." Exactly. It, it just shows it, it means a lot, probably yeah. to him, and it shows what kind of artist he is. Yeah, and I mean, okay, he had one, two, three, four, five. I think six sing- six songs that he released as singles off that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of the exact number earlier, but looking at it now. It was Ain't Looking Back, Right Now With You, Mattress on the Floor, Local Honey, Ain't Bad for a Good Old Boy, and Plain and Simple. All of those, to be able to release them as singles, and I'm, I've, they all did fairly well. Um, I think that's just setting him up for success in the future, and I'm excited to see what he comes out with next. You can, and there's just so much growth since his last uh, project he put out. He's, he's, um, he's really setting himself up for a good career. Yeah. All right, number two, what do you got? Number two, um, we have Colby Cooper. I feel like he's been on this list a lot. And he's someone I didn't really get into until probably um, it was like August or September. Yeah. I got I got into him kind of around when we had Charlie Crockett on, around that time. Yeah. Um, so that's right when uh, our friend Zane was going to see him. At, yeah. Uh, him and Picos. Yeah, and I, I've heard – I had heard of Colby Cooper, listened to him a little bit, but uh, – my buddy's going to see him. So I kind of, I kind of want to check him out again, just kind of see what kind of music he put out. And I, I, he's, he's had a big year. Uh, his EP that he put out, um, Colby Cooper volume two, and then uh, his deluxe album. We've, we've touched on both of those already. So I, we won't sit here talking about him for too much longer, but I think his age, him, how, how established he is so far at, at the age he is, he's 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 going to be one of the elites in texas i think yeah i mean you talk about like being established i think another person that can kind of fit that category too uh hayden haddock um with how young he is mm-hmm. um yeah. you can make an argument for him too yeah he um he he's um we enjoyed having him on the podcast i my after we had him on i know my dad checked checked out hayden haddock and he's like i really like this guy he's got a great great sound he goes i knew instantly when he started singing that sound, I knew I was going to like him. He's, mm-hmm. I think he uh, appeals to a lot of different country fans. Yeah. All right. So that was number two. We had Colby Cooper and I don't know, we've talked about him too a lot today. Uh, but number one, we have Zach Bryan. Yeah. And it's specifically because not only did he release the EP that we talked about, but he did also have the album earlier this year, Elizabeth, um, which that one, it had a total of 18 songs on it. Mm-hmm. I know you 
I, I, like I see it? the I see the quality there, and I see how good the the uh, the like how good it is lyrically. But I and not nothing to take take away from him. He's making the music that he wants to. I just feel that it, on that album, it a lot of the songs sound the same to me. Yes, but I, I mean, he he did, he recorded that in a barn. That's yeah. pretty amazing how good it sounds in a barn with his friends. Yeah, um, you know, and it's very. We talked about how raw, like how raw sounding his music is. Um, I think there's the one song, it's me and mine. Um, I believe that's the one he talked about where they were, you know, drinking, having a good time in there, where they forgot to press like record at the beginning of the song. And instead of, you know, redoing it, they just like, okay, we're going to press record now and picks up about like a minute or two into the song. Um, and I just think it still turned out fantastic for what it was. Um, I just, you know, it, it did sound very similar at times, but he really did well for himself with the EP. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a, that is setting him up so well for the future. It flows so well. And it, it's nice to see that he is taking that next step into going in and getting some, um, production behind his music, but just enough to keep that rawness. Mm-hmm. So like we've said before, he's, he's due up for a, a good 2021 had a solid year this year yeah so now we're gonna last category and then we're gonna just chat a little bit at the end i think uh we want to do top artists of the year but what we wanted to do it's been a weird year so we weren't gonna go off like of course no one really toured or anything like that we're kind of going off how these artists these established artists have adapted to kind of make 2020 their year and and with these tough times, what they did to, to kind of, to kind of just stay relevant. Yeah. So at number five, we put Riley Green. Our reasoning for this, uh, you had the Valley Road EP earlier this year, the acoustic one. That was mm-hmm. about beginning of summer, I believe, um, or summertime. Let's just go with that area. Then on top of that, he had the If It Wasn't for Trucks EP which I know we talked about that. There's a couple of songs off Valley Road that also made it on if it wasn't for trucks, but he did so well with those. And then the fact that um, he adapted to everything. Um, he had, yeah, he had the Golden Saw series mm-hmm. where he had like episodes came like live streaming. I know Drake White was a part of that too. Yeah. And so yeah, it just, yeah. I listened to quite a few of his like uh, um, lives on Instagram and just, you know, he found ways to, you know, still connect with his fans and you know get his music out to people yeah so he 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 found he found a way kind of a little niche to still stay relevant and i think it really really helped him and set him up set him up real good yeah coming in at number four um chris stapleton although he didn't really do much live streaming or anything like that he built a lot of buzz around this album he was putting out mm-hmm. with a kind of the trailer he released and just what he's done in the past to show what kind of artist he is and how how good he is compared to everyone else in country music he's just kind of a step above he's so good and that album he put out is just phenomenal and really has traveler vibes to it so i i wouldn't say he his music i would just say i would just say his music spoke for itself this year mm-hmm. and that, that's how he made it on our list yeah so I you summed that up perfectly. I won't say anything else. Uh, number three, we decided to go with Luke Combs. 
Now, I know Luke, um, the only thing he really released this year was the deluxe um, edition of his album. But with that, you can make so many arguments about, you know, he made this phenomenal song about a pandemic, um, Six Feet Apart. Then the fact that he released five new sing or five new songs to include on his already 17 song album. And he was, it seemed like every night when we were quarantined, it was every night Luke Combs was going live on Instagram. Yes. He did so many different live sessions on uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything. No one, no one was as going, was going uh, live as much as him. Right. You can just tell he enjoys playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, he was literally just there just to play music for the fans. That's, mm-hmm. that was his main goal. Wasn't, you know, he did do a little promoting of his music, but it was just, I just want to play music and I want you guys to be able to hear it. Um, and then he gave like, um, coming up to the release of his deluxe edition album, you know, he's like, you know, asking fans, what do you want to hear on it? And, um, there were songs like he had done on his live sessions, like cold as you, um, that made it on there. And there was a few others. Remember each week before the deluxe edition, he was playing like an acoustic version of, of each song. Yeah, that was so be on there. like the five weeks leading up to the release of his album, um, for the five new songs that were going to be on there, he did a little snippet of each of them where he did like a live version of it. And I, it's just a great way to build momentum for it and build like anticipation, anticipation for it. Yeah. Well then coming up at number two, we have Eric church, the chief. He has just has so much buzz around him with regarding with what he's doing with, with all these random colored singles the fact that he has been so quiet about it all and it's it's almost like the day before you see one thing about oh you're gonna get a new song tomorrow that's Uh, it that's it and then um i mean we did talk about like he did have like everyone knew he spent 28 days up in the mountains wrote like a new song each day Mm -hmm. um so like there's all the buzz around that and then you know you started off with these two different color albums um, that he's releasing as singles where he has a red one and a blue one and everyone's got this buzz going, are we going to get a double album? Are we going to get a double album from him? Now, then he throws like a purple in there and it's just, it's got so much more like conversation from it all. Mm -hmm. And he just has people talking about his music and listening to it. And the fact that he's quiet about it all, but he still is getting so much buzz for it. It's amazing. He's always been kind of quiet and he doesn't do many interviews and stuff. So I think he, he, he kind of likes having that mysterious image with him mm-hmm. and not people not knowing too much about what's going on. So yeah, excited to see what's, what's going on there. Yeah. So the number one kind of falls in the same idea of like just being a little secretive with things. Uh, we went with Sturgill Simpson simply because these two albums that he's released, the um, Cut and Grass Volume 1 and 2, the um, Butcher, Shop, Butcher Shop Sessions, and what was the other one? Cowboy Arms. Cowboy Arms Sessions. Um, and keeping those quiet um, for some time it was phenomenal. And, and just the quality we got yes. with that. It just had people buzzing. I mean, Complete 180 from Sound and Fury to just these two bluegrass records that are just phenomenal. And I mean, people that aren't even too big in the country, I feel like we're buzzing about it. It's you, you, you just cannot deny the quality that he's got there from, from these albums. And um, 
I'm hoping Sturgill decides to keep staying in this country lane. Um, I, I think he fits well there a lot. I mean, hell, I, I'd love him if he just stayed strictly bluegrass. I yeah. think I, I didn't know I was this big of a bluegrass fan until he he dropped these <laughs> albums. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, I, that sums up our all the categories we decided yeah. to go into. Um, let's hear. Let's list off the winners again. So we got best album. We have Western Swings and Waltz, Western Swing and Waltzes, and other punchy songs. Best EP. We have Quiet Heavy Dreams. Best single. We have Don't Cry by Charlie Crockett. Emerging artist. We have Zach Bryan. And artist of the year. We have Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, it was a great year for music. Yeah, absolutely. A great a great year for music in such a weird year for music. Yeah, definitely. Um, but really quick, I just want to ask you, um, you know, we're summing up all these artists and like our favorites of the year. What, were, what have been some of your favorite people that we've interviewed? No, I'm, I think this was a big year, for, especially for our podcast. Too, yeah. We finally got some guests on. Some favorite people we've interviewed, I think, I, I of course, we love talking to Shelby Lee Lowe. That was yes. a fun one, and we still stay in contact with him. And just, you know, the unique thing about that was the song he played at the end mm-hmm. um, for us, and that was awesome. Yeah, no one had really ever done that for us before, yeah. so I, it, that was really cool. You just, he, he came on to the Zoom call, and you see him sitting there holding a guitar, and it's like, oh, my God, is he going to play something? Is he going to play something? <laughs> like, you're just so excited. And then at the end, he's like, can I play something for y'all? It's like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And we got uh, talking with Jr. was really fun. Jr. is a fantastic guy. We've been trying to get him on here again. It's just we yeah we had fun. We we had something lined up, and I, I asked him to come on again, and he shot me a date. And I know we had finals, so um, we're still we're still gonna figure out something with him. I need to text him, but we I enjoyed that. Usually, we me and Cole usually have kind of a script or notes on what we want to talk about. And I think when Jr. came on, I think I asked him, we asked him maybe two questions off that. And then that script went out the window. It was yeah. just, it, we just talked about whatever the heck we wanted to. I mean, Jr. is so knowledgeable and we, 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 I think we have such a similar music taste. I know he was, um, we kind of introduced him to Charlie Crockett and he, he's a big Charlie Crockett guy now. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I love talking to Jr. Uh, he's kind of dogging me at the beginning about how I had, missed a couple of podcasts because of work in school because I took I took a bunch of summer classes and then on top of working full-time it was a little hectic to where I couldn't help Ben out with some of the interviews and um he's just a really down-to-earth guy he's got so many funny stories and it's just yeah you could sit there all night and listen to him talk and and he's he's shared a lot of information to help us with our podcast on what he thinks we should do to kind of grow more and he's also just shared new music with me that I may not have found if it wasn't for him. So yeah. I enjoyed talking to him on the podcast and I still enjoy texting with him. So. Yeah. I think also think about him and he's like, you know, he's helping, he's helped us out so much. Uh, introduced us to Dallas more, got him on here. I love talking to Dallas. And then, you know, we've talked to Dallas quite a few times after that and then being able to see him uh, perform at Bucks and he recognized us like right away. Mm-hmm shout us out during the show he's just he such a down-to-earth guy and you know being able to talk to someone like that uh, we want to get him and jr jr on at the same time just because oh god that'd be so fun the uh, the stories and maybe the little fights that you could see between those two would be amazing because they have they've been around the music scene for so yeah, long they've been friends for a long time too it sounds like yeah well and that's how he came up remember dallas said that he uh came up with raise hell sling gravel 
because of jr right and mm-hmm. he wrote a whole song about it one of his most successful songs yeah and then i'd say probably probably our favorite one or one our last one of the people that we've interviewed is we were really excited when we were able to talk to charlie crockett yeah i mean to hear that guy's story and what he's been through and what he's accomplished is amazing Mm -hmm. and you know i he just talked like we're just sitting there just listening and he just talked and talks about things yeah and you ask like one question and he'll be talking for 10 minutes and you just you don't want to you're, interrupt him yeah you're, <laughs> locked, you're locked in yeah he's, he's so interesting and just getting him on with where he was at with uh welcome to the hard times was really blowing up when, when he came on and it was just really cool to get an artist like him to come come and yeah. talk to us he's really cool guy and i mean I wish it could have lasted longer. He yeah, was, he took so much. He took this time out of his incredibly busy schedule. He'd been, you know, in the studio, um, on the road. He literally was standing outside his bus. Yeah, they were um, about to do like a sound check. Yeah, he was standing outside his bus. Just he took the time to talk to us, and it was just amazing um, that he just took the time to sit down and talk to we had our friend zane on with us for that one as well sit down and talk to three guys he doesn't even know on their small little podcast from omaha like it was just so awesome and probably like at the time it felt like a once in a lifetime experience and hopefully we can have more of those in the future hopefully we can get charlie back on and all the guys we mentioned i mean i don't want to leave anyone out but those are the guys that stuck stuck out when when we were kind of talking about that but uh and we're grateful to have all, everyone we've interviewed I mean, so far. Like Robert Henry, David Adam Burns, Hayden Haddock, John Stork, User Brother Band, we, we Ray have, Fulcher. Yeah, we uh, Tom O'Connor. I mean, they've all been fun. We yeah. we enjoy this. We wouldn't do this if we didn't love it. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's been a great year for music. Weird one, like you said, but uh, I think it's been a good year for the podcast. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we've like quadrupled in size. On yes, Twitter. absolutely. And we promise we are going to keep trying and trying to release more content for you guys you know hopefully we can get some more artists on here at the beginning of 21 um and we will try and do more album reviews um those seem to do pretty good for us yeah i i mean you know who would have thought people would like our or listen to our opinion about music but hey yeah um, it just and and never to say our opinion is better than your than yours we're just uh just two fans that just like talking country music and if you if you have a differing opinion, tweet at us or comment on our Instagram. We'd love to hear it. Introduce us to new people. We are looking for new artists to listen to all the time. Um, you know, if you have someone you want us to listen to, maybe even talk to on the podcast, shoot us a DM. Like, yeah, we recommendations. Are, we are open to that all the time. I yeah. mean, we, um, I've, I've had some people shoot me some recommendations. I know um, one guy wanted me to get, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but I DM with him, Seth Jones on the podcast so uh i've been dming with him a little bit so we could see him maybe coming on in 2021 so i'm excited to see who we have on next year it's gonna be fun yeah all right thanks for listening guys hopefully 2021 is an even better year for music yeah i hope so too thank you guys in and out of-